And we're back with Sean Van Dyke. Sean, thanks so much for joining us again. By the way, you hold, I think, position number two in terms of all-time number one played episodes on Mark Brick Marketing. So oh, thanks for coming man, back. That, is, that is exciting. Thanks for having me here. Who's number one? I'll, I'll take him out. I think it's Chris Hartley, but I'm pretty sure he pays people to listen. Oh, yeah, I can't. I got five kids. I can't compete <laughs> with that. Yeah, I'll take oh, number shoot. two. That's good. That's first runner up, right? That's that sounds good, too. Yeah, well, and you're you're just from your Instagram game alone, right? That's probably where, where it comes from. So, again, yeah, Chris I'm, is paying people. You're just hopping on Instagram and telling them to swipe up. That's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> you. That's that's it. That's the whole strategy right there. Hey, just swipe up. I might get lucky. Yeah. Well, last time, Sean, we had you to come on and talk about social, uh, being vulnerable in terms of the content that you're putting out there. Lots of great stuff. Go back to that episode, get Sean to be number one because <laughs> yeah. we like him better. But we thought we'd have Sean back on because in the current state of affairs, in, in the economy with health issues and the like, we, we were trying to get different perspectives from all around the industry. And I thought, I really want to talk to Sean and see what he's hearing about, um, trades and, and frontline construction activity out there because there's just a lot of uncertainty. And I think anytime we are only hearing from one perspective, like the economists are saying X, it's like, I want to hear what the framers are saying. I want to hear what the trim carpenters are saying as much as builders and everyone else. So again, thanks for, thanks for hopping on. And I guess we'll just start by asking, what are you hearing and seeing out there? How are people responding to this? What are they concerned about? What are they doing uh, to, to make themselves better and see this as an opportunity, just the, the good, bad, and the ugly. Let's just lay it out there. Yeah. Well, what's really interesting about this situation, let me preface all of this by, uh, saying I am not a medical expert. I, right. I, you know, so anything that I might say that, that, uh, makes it seem like, I don't think that this is serious. That is, that is not intentional, but I, so we, we try to, especially here at my company, we even had a meeting and just said, listen, we're not going to talk about the coronavirus or offer any help as it relates to epidemiology, microbiology, or the spread of disease. Right. Because I'm not aware that I have anybody uh, on my staff that is an expert in that. So we will answer direct questions about the current state of affairs. But um, but as it comes to this, I don't know. You know, there yeah, are I, a lot of smart people that that are w much more well informed than I am. But the the take that. What I, what I do think is interesting about this, and that is not to downplay the seriousness of it, but what I think is interesting from a business perspective, and specifically residential construction builders and craftspeople, is for a long time, a long time, we're talking years, the question is, well, what about the next recession? What do we do? How do we prepare for that? And that so that question has been out there, and I've been saying, you've got to get in front of your clients. You've got to deliver value. You've got to make it very, very easy for people to send you money. Like <laughs> and when they find you, is your message so compelling that they take that next action? And then when they take that next action, how many steps do they have to go through before they send you money? Make that really easy. And there's, you know, formulas and a process to put in place. That's how you resolve any recession. That's how you deal with any crisis. And so I think it caught everybody by surprise. No one predicted this or can ex you know expected this. And right. so now they're like, well, what do we do now about Corona? And I'm like, well, remember what we talked about, about the next 
market correction, the, the next dip. The fact that this crisis came from a completely different angle doesn't change the things that you should be doing or could be doing in order to keep your your business relevant and in front of your customers. So I kind of take that perspective and what I'm telling my clients and other people that ask is saying, whatever, whatever you come up with over the next, again, just guessing 60 days, maybe it's 90 days, the creative ways that you that you um, are leveraging your business and the innovative things that you do in this relatively short period of time, 60 and 90 days, they probably need to be things that you need to do from now on because they're just good business sense. Like, oh, how do I stay relevant right. with my clients? How have you been staying rel relevant with your clients? <laughs> exactly. How do, how do I provide more value? How have you been providing value? Like it's the work's been there. You've been booked up and construction's been booming. So it's, it's really, it's an, what it reveals is some problems that are just inherent in some construction businesses that I've been dealing with anyway, saying, put the virus aside, not to say that it's not serious, but look at your business. And this is probably re very revealing about some specific things you just need in your business in general outside of a crisis. Right. I remember, so, so making it easy for people to pay is certainly one thing, how they feel when they're paying, which kind of wraps up in essence, the brand, but, but you know, all the sum of interactions, the work you've delivered, I'll never forget when Brian McCarthy, one of the founders of Abrazo Homes, who we've worked with for four years now, he told Mike and I on a leadership call one time, he said, guys, when I see your invoice, that is the easiest check for me to sign off of all month long. He's like, yeah. I just, I look at the value. I look at your willingness to get in the trenches, uh, you know, you're, and, and the results obviously that come from it too. And I think I don't even have to think about it, just approved. <laughs> and yeah. so certainly uh, contractors and, and trades have to have that same perspective because there's, there's a big difference between just saying we are, um, we're stuck. We can't, we can't do what you want us to do right now for X, Y, and Z reasons and following up or, or, or different differentially saying, but we could do this. How about this? Let's let's problem solve. How can we get creative? Yeah. Well, and the the other the other thing that's interesting about this specific situation, um, and again, I'm not a historian either, but I can't remember another time where where contractors um, and people in the trades, and we're talking even um, we're we're talking even the people that pick up your garbage and and other other people are being advertised for lack of a better term as essential. So a lot mm -hmm. of people that are shut down now can't go to their office job, can't do some of their, uh, some of their normal functions in their job. Now we're being up there. We're, we're herald heralded as essential right, right up next to the medical professions and some of these other essential services. And so I think that there's obviously, and I've seen a lot of that. There's a, there's a play out there for that to say, Listen, when when everything shuts down, you need people that know how to build, fix, and repair things with their hands. And so, this might be an indication that uh, that society is going to look a little bit differently at the trades and see, wow, remember that big shutdown last year or, or two years ago or whatever? It was the construction industry which was was labeled as one of these one of these professions that could keep working. Um, so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and how uh, really smart, innovative contractors 
use that and leverage that into not just as an advertising uh, uh, proposition, but how they actually leverage that into the operations of their business as well. Right. And I'm curious how on a, like a scale of one to 10, how much pain do are the trades feeling right now? Most people have enough backlog work already in process that even though new sales and deals may not be being, be being created at the same rate, that they're still plenty busy, like 10 being, oh my goodness, we're just barely hanging on. Not sure how long. And one meaning all is normal here. Where do you feel like as a, as a group, the, the trades are right now? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I've certainly talked to some business owners and, and say, Hey, what's going on? How you feeling? What's the, what's the word on the street? And they're, and they're saying they're probably at a one or two because they are, were operating a good business. They had a good pipeline and they had cash in the bank to, to be able to uh, overcome some of these hiccups and these hurdles. Um, and so it's really across the board. I think that some some business owners are probably maybe ex- experiencing a five, meaning their projects or their jurisdictions literally got yeah. shut down. They could be working. They have the materials. They have the people lined up, but they're just not allowed. So they're they're probably at, you know, would say this is very inconvenient. So I'm probably at a level five. But then you toss in the emotional stuff and the and the unknown and and some of the again, not, not to make light of it, but some of just the the reaction, uh, the quick reaction, which is probably called for in, mo- in most cases. But I think the emotional aspect of someone that might be technically, if you could somehow calculate that on paper to say, well, technically your ex- your business is experiencing a five, they as the business owner or manager are probably sure. feeling an eight or nine. Right. Mental stress is completely different. Or if you have someone call off because of a health concern or exposure or, or, you know, worst case scenario, having an issue directly, even if the rest of the business is functioning, losing one of your six cylinders of the engine can be, I imagine, incredibly stressful. Yeah. So there's, there's that, uh, that, that emotional factor that probably kicks it up a little bit higher and, you know, to do like a spinal tap, you know, there's the, the folks that are going all the way up to 11, they they probably had some they probably had some things you know wrong in their business to begin with and this just accelerated they kind of knew it but now um they're uh, and this might be dangerous to say i think that they they're they're experiencing more pain than they should because of things that were a problem six months ago um absolutely so, so that you know <laughs> how, how to quantify that i don't i you know i don't know but um but i also I know, know- I don't know on your side, but in our case, it's, it's builders. I, I jokingly keep referring to, do you convert as the toilet paper of our industry? Because people are like, oh, I don't have an online sales program Call Do you convert? Sorry, they're out of stock or, you know, we're, we're backlogged with people that we're working with. Um, and, and we're trying to make our, our services available. But if you didn't have any form of an online sales program, you were not digital first in, in terms of how you did marketing you're in a whole different level of hurt because again, it's that mental game. You're, you're trying to change three quarters of your, of your sales and marketing processes in the middle of what is already a chaotic situation with a lot of inherent stress, even for the folks who have all those better and improved systems and processes in place. So I completely. Well, the, and, and the other thing that I think is going to be difficult in this time period is that it's very revealing to a lot of business owners like, Oh gosh, I should have listened to Kevin and Mike. I should have, I should have pulled the trigger on this. And so whether they're trying to engage with you or they're, they're going to engage with someone else, 
and someone else's marketing business may be, may be suffering and they're a little bit scared. So they're going to give them sure. some programs and some services. <laughs> but the problem is the noise right now that you've got to compete with all of the other distractions that everyone's going. It's hard enough to write copy, to figure out what your one liner is, to determine what in it and to split test the call to action and do all of that stuff in a in a quiet environment, in a quote unquote normal environment. And now you're going to pour dollars into an extremely noisy environment when people are their 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 work lives are completely upside down. They've got uh, you know, they got kids at home and and you're going to try and deliver value to them now. Oh, man, that's going to be that's just going to be a big that's going to be a big challenge. Yeah. And I think, too, the the idea that you talked about last time you were on about your expert knowledge, there's everyone scrambling. And so what you're also seeing is that there may be other people who have availability to try to assist in your area of pain. But there's still only one Sean Van Dyke. There's only one expert at that level. There's only one, you know, and there are other people certainly who, who do things that, that are similar to what we do. That's not what I'm talking about. But um, in, in the pre-show, we were just talking about the number of people who are suddenly, you know, business experts or experts in some field that they were only dabbling in before. And that's where I think it is fair to ask some questions like, when did you really start doing this? Well, I've kind of sort of been figuring out because, again, experts are most valuable in times of stress like this, because you can't afford to make a whole bunch of other mistakes along the way. In great right. markets, you can stub your toe and keep moving forward and, and learn on the go. But in times like this, where every dollar is so valuable, you you can't you can't make a miss swing. So if you're talking to someone from the home building end and you're like, hey, how was 2008 for you? Well, my company went out of business. I, I worked for another home building company or I just left the industry and now I'm back. Th- those are the kind of other things you got to be looking at because there's a whole bunch of even other industries, I'm, I'm seeing folks from, you know, maybe they were, they were in consumer packaged goods and now they're saying, well, housing, how about that? We'll do housing and soft drinks and, and IPA beers. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing too is, uh, you know, like you were, you were asking earlier about, you know, kind of what's the pulse, what, what's going on out there. And I don't, I haven't seen this publicly, but from any builder, this shutdown or this slowdown or whatever, secretly they're going, Oh, thank God we were behind schedule. And I didn't want to have that difficult conversation with the owner. And now I have a reason to say, Oh, we can't get materials. We can't get, we can't do the work physically uh, because of, for, you know, for whatever reason and and they're inside going, Oh, this'll, this'll give us a chance to get back on schedule or to revamp mm. because we were, we were way behind in the first place. Like I said, I know that that's not, that's not something that people put on Instagram and celebrate it in that way. Right. But there's plenty of people that are, and even for, for my clients too, they're saying, okay, now I've got some extra time, um, during this downtime. And that's one of those phrases that I hate to hear from a business owner. Like you own a business, there is no such thing as downtime. Sure. You may not be producing as much work for whatever reason, seasonality or virus that pops up or whatever, but like you're in business, man. It is, there's never a down, there should never be a downtime. No, there, I don't even know what that means, but you're right. I think there is a whole lot of folks out there. There are a lot of folks out there who had such amazing December, January, and February that, that they were already way oversold in their ability to deliver from a housing perspective. And so as long as the backlog holds, 
a good third or so of the builders we work with have said, basically, if as long as I get my closings in April and May, like I really can, I can make this last a whole long time just fine because I've got so much. So I think there is definitely something to that. Okay. The last question I want to ask you is about the recovery period. And, and I think you've got a different take on recovery. Doesn't necessarily mean again, back to normal or we, or we ignore what we learn, but do you foresee, or are you hearing about any current material shortages? Do you expect that to, and again, this is, this is crystal ball like stuff. So we're not, we're not saying this is absolutely how it's going to go, but very curious about someone that I really respect said to me, this is the most complex supply chain for a product in the world that's built at scale housing. Right. And if, if we're having trouble getting toilet paper and chicken and all this, other, how do you think this is going to go? What do you think, or what are the trades and contractors saying about where they're, where they're at right now and where they think they'll be even when things get better from a health perspective? Yeah, I think this, the, the slowdown, I mean, anytime the stock market does what it's going to do, especially large, large corporations, they're, they're going to be fine. They're going to figure it out. But that still doesn't mean that there's not that, uh, that blip in the, in the supply chain. And a little blip on a, a, a global supply chain is going <laughs> to have huge impacts uh, at the local level or the single builder, or even the track builder level. So um, I think that, um, that that's coming. And so people need to plan for that because once we're you know, over this initial this initial hurdle or people saying on the backside of this wave, I, I still think that there's going to be some re, repercussions. And that's why it's, it's time now to plan how you're going to communicate with your clients, how you're going to get these projects back online, because everybody, I mean, we see it, we see it just even at the retail level of, you know, toilet paper and food and other things that the lines are starting to stack up. That's not going to be any different for, uh, lumber and other building materials and, and cabinetry and finishes and, and all of this kind of stuff. So people are going to have to get back in line. And how are you going to deal with waiting in line and communicating that to your customers? I think that there's going to be uh, a lot more empathy going forward, but it still doesn't solve the problem. Empathy eventually wears out when it's just like, <laughs> hey, you know, can we please just get our house done? Because we have nowhere to live. And, you know, we, we've got to we've got to make these decisions and, and get in. So Yep. figuring out how you're going to deal with that. There will be a stacked up line for sure. Um, and that's kind of what I've been talking to my clients about and, and getting them prepared for. It's like, nobody knows. Is this 30 days or depending on where you're in the country too, that that matters. But is it 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? The, I think the general consensus is, is that, you know, towards the fall, we'll have a little bit more normalcy, but everybody's, you know, there's going to be a new normal now. Uh, but I'm telling my clients, like right now is the time uh, to get out ahead of this, because I believe that this is going to come back around, meaning there's probably going to be a COVID season, like there is a flu season, again, not a medical ex- expert. Um, but if I'm wrong on this, what I'm suggesting is just going to enhance people's businesses anyway. But I would spend the next 60 days, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, was I'm going to call my insurance agent every week, every week and say, do you have a new policy to cover this? I want to buy mm-hmm. it because if we get shut down again, when this thing comes back around and again, just guessing like say November, and I've got a project that's supposed to finish in November, or December, I need some 
insurance policies in place. I need some new contract language in place. And I need some other things in my business systematically in place to inform my customers. This is outside of our control. You're, we have insurance policies that cover this sort of thing. Or your schedule is just going to be delayed if we don't get done before these new procedures that we've in, instituted in our company for your safety. I know you want to get your project done, but come November 1, again, just making that up, and it's COVID season again, we're <laughs> invoking this clause in our contract to proceed through the end of your project in this way. And I think that people yeah. are so trapped thinking about the next 30, 60 days, which they should. I mean, there's there's a lot of things to be done, but but to get out in front of this, when this thing comes back, say, how is this going to change yeah. my business so that I can serve my clients? And that's that kind of value to say, hey, when the lines start stacking back up, when when demand gets back up there and all these things start to get back in place, we're the company that is so forward thinking that we've got you covered not from not only from a uh, a safety perspective but from a contract perspective from an insurance perspective and from yep. you personally like i think that's a huge value message but that's a very complex thing to get put in place that's why i'm saying you need to spend the next 60 or 90 days thinking about 6 months from now and design your business for the yep. next slowdown or shutdown and it's going to just enhance the value of your business in general Yep. And I, again, I think demand for, in terms of sales and interest in, in homes will return relatively quickly, but the ability to serve that is going to be a challenge. And, and like you said, people are focused on my closings for April, May, maybe June, but then what if your cycle time goes from 120 days to 200? Right. Now you're also losing additional months that yes, you will have a sale on the book, but that, that, that I'm, I'm thinking Sean, that that doesn't equal revenue in the bank. Right. <laughs> Until right. the house close, closes. So there, I think from a cash flow perspective, which is something you're, you're really good at analyzing and looking at, that, that, that's where people need to take that extra time and, and think through. Yeah, exactly. Any, any delay, that's what I always say is like in construction, you essentially are selling time. A very complex, complicated mm. way to sell time with putting, you know, buying material, labors, labor, equipment, and getting work done. But if you can build, if you can build a house in 12 months and it takes you 14 months, you know, the same dollars are coming in, uh, but you don't get to keep the same dollars. And, and at the basic <laughs> right. level, and it's for most businesses, but especially construction, you're essentially selling time. So anything that affects that time is yep. you're going to have to adjust the way that you, that you operate. And this thing is not going away. And the other thing is if it, if, if we're, if we all develop the, whatever the antibody. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to be able to deal with this, it's going to be something else. Yep. Yep. There will be, there will be something else that we can't foresee that will be a domino to fall basically. So, so just more, more preparedness needed, more, um, flexibility in the system, more creative thinking. Hey, Sean, thanks so much for, for coming on with us today and looking forward to having you back more regularly. Yeah. I can't wait to hit the number one spot. So whatever we got to do to make that happen anytime. (laughs) All right. We'll see you.